Welcome to Teach Musically, the music teacher's resource for business and pedagogy solutions. My name is Michelle. And I'm Leanne. Today's topic is how to conduct first lesson, consultation, or meeting. The first time you meet with a potential new student is a chance to sell yourself and convince parents to choose you over other teachers they may be considering. There are many different approaches to first meetings that vary from teacher to teacher. Some teachers offer free trial lessons, and some do interviews. Personally, I offer what I call a consultation, which consists of a short lesson, maybe 10 to 15 minutes long, followed by an interview and discussion with the parent and student, and finally, a review of my studio policy. So far, I have found a lot of success with this method for myself. Today, we will break down the different parts of a first consultation and some tips to help you convince parents to choose you as their teacher. As Leanne mentioned, there's lots of different approaches to a first meeting. Today, we'll be breaking down the consultation method Leanne uses in her studio. But keep in mind, you can structure this meeting in any way that is right for your studio. No matter how you structure your first meeting, you want to consider having these three things. Number one, have a game plan for your meeting. What is going to be the order of the events? Number two, will you interview the parent or student? What will you ask? And number three, are you going to teach a lesson? If so, what will you cover? Those are all great points, Michelle. So let's break down the free consultation formula I talked about earlier. The first step is the introduction when the student and parent arrives at your studio. This is your first impression, so make it count. Be sure to present yourself professionally by making eye contact, smiling, and shaking hands with the parent. You should also introduce yourself to the parent and the student because, of course, you are trying to build a connection with this child right away. Then, start taking charge of the meeting and direct them for what to do next. For example, you could say, Please come in. You can hang your coats on the coat rack here and have a seat. Next, give them a general rundown of what will happen. Oftentimes, you might be their very first meeting and you can make them feel more comfortable when they know what to expect. You could tell them something like, I will do a short lesson with your child and then we can chat after and I can answer any questions you may have. Then we go into one of the most important parts, which is the mini lesson. This step is important because parents are assessing if you can connect with their child and if you can convey the information in a fun or engaging way. When planning this part of your first meeting, think about what you can include during this 10 to 15 minute lesson that will be fun. Give the child a sense of accomplishment and create room for movement, interaction, or use of props. For my first consultation and lesson, I have already prepped them for what I expect in an email before our first consultation and lesson. Because I have a home studio, I will let them know where they can park on my driveway and to enter quietly if there is a lesson occurring before their consultation. I have a small waiting area, so I often greet with a smile, handshake, and tell them where to put their shoes and jackets, so it's not that awkward. I'll wait for them in the studio if the small talk hasn't already started. And then I let them know that we'll have a chat before the mini lesson. During the chat, I will ask them about their interest in music, the experience they might have had, their goals, and what they expect from the lesson. This helps me get to know the student and their parents. I'll ask them if they have any questions before I let them know about my studio, my teaching, and my expectations for students. Once that is complete, I go through the studio policy with them. After all of that, we go through the mini lesson. I like to do the mini lesson after our chat so the student has a chance to feel comfortable with me before we dive into the lesson. Having the mini lesson after the chat gives the parents time to look through the studio policy on their own so that they can ask me any questions afterwards if they have any. 
For the mini lesson, I try to keep it fun with short activities where they learn their finger numbers, letter names, clapping simple rhythms, starting basic technique, and learn a song like hot cross buns. This allows the student to have some material to practice after the consultation so he can hit the ground running for the next full lesson. Leanne, what do you teach in a first consultation and lesson? For the most part, prospective students are usually young beginners with little to no prior experience. Usually I will teach the pattern on the group of black keys and talk about the difference between high and low sounds. Then we will learn Do, Re, Mi, do some singing and marching to the beat of the music. Usually this gets the students smiling and having some fun. Finally, I teach them to play hot cross buns on the black keys, which they can almost always pick up very quickly. If there is time, I will do some rhythm work and ear training. Finally, I round it all off by playing hot cross buns as a duet, with them playing the melody and me playing the accompaniment. I really like this lesson plan because we get to do a lot of different things in 10 minutes, and of course, the student has already learned a song and feels very accomplished. The parents are also usually impressed at how quickly their child was able to pick up a song. You can make a big deal out of it too and tell them, wow, that's amazing that you already learned a song. Leanne, what kind of questions do you ask a potential student? I like to ask them if they want to learn piano. This gives me an idea if the child has interest in music or if signing up for music lessons was more of the parent's idea. I also like to ask what other activities the child does after school, such as swimming or dance. This gives me some insight into their schedule and lets me know if they may be a bit overscheduled. I also ask if the student has any questions for me and this usually goes one of three ways. They have no questions, they have a piano related question, or they ask you something completely random that has nothing to do with music. But that's the way it goes with kids and I try to roll with it. Don't forget to also address the parent, as music lessons should involve three people, the student, teacher, and parent. Invite the parents to ask questions and answer the questions confidently and clearly. If the parent doesn't have many questions, you can lead the conversation by asking something like, why do you want your child to learn music? Do you have any musical background yourself? Keep the conversation positive, speak professionally, and listen empathetically to any concerns that the parent may have. Be sure to let the parent know what your studio offers besides lessons, such as recitals, group classes, opportunities for competitions, or exams. This is the time to sell yourself and your studio. All right, we've had a great mini lesson. You've connected with the parent and student, and hopefully everyone is feeling great. Now we have to move on to an important next step, which is presenting the parent with your studio policy. If you're wondering what a studio policy is and why you need one, don't worry, we have you covered. You can check out our studio policy podcast and head to our website, teachmusically.com, for a great studio policy template. This is definitely something you want to have before you start teaching students. Now, I think it's important to not just hand the studio policy to the parent and trust them to review it on their own. Most parents are very busy and receive a lot of forms for their kids, so they will probably not read the whole thing. That's why I make sure to go through each section with the parent and explain it to them. Some of the most important things that they should know before starting lessons are laid out in your policy. For example, you can explain your payment structure, policy for missed lessons, and your student expectations. This is where I go into some detail about the importance of practice and the importance of parental involvement. I will even specifically ask the parent, do you think you can commit to helping your child practice every day? This way, I am clearly laying out my expectations from day one. This is going to give me a sense of whether or not the student is a good fit for my studio. 
Yes, the policy could make it or break it for some parents. Some parents might be strongly against your rules or not interested in helping their child practice or investing in a proper instrument. If they start asking for exceptions and changes to your rules, this is a red flag, but that's okay. Not every child and parent will be a perfect fit for your studio. It is better to weed that parent and child out since they are not willing to adhere to your rules. This is better than having to dismiss them from your studio six months down the road. Remember to stick to your rules and don't give in, but do so in a kind and professional and empathetic way. Yes, those are some great points, Michelle. There have been consultations where it became obvious to both me and the parent that we were not a good fit. They were looking for more casual lessons, whereas I expected weekly attendance and have a stricter makeup policy. They did not sign up for lessons, but that is okay because we were both searching for different things. Remember, there are lots of students out there and you will find the ones that are right for your studio. At this point in the meeting, you may encounter a student or parent that wants to negotiate with your price. This can be a difficult and awkward area for a lot of teachers to navigate, but don't worry, we have you covered. This topic deserves its own podcast, so if you want to be prepared for these touchy scenarios or you want to learn how you can handle it better, check out our podcast, Dealing with Parents Who Negotiate Your Rates, for awesome tips on how to deal with these situations. Oh yes, that can be very uncomfortable. That is definitely a podcast all music teachers need to listen to. Let's get back to our lesson. We've had our mini lesson, chatted with the student and parent, and presented our policy. Now it's time to wrap things up. You can ask the parent if they have any final questions or concerns for you. Then invite them to call or email you and let you know if they're interested in signing up for lessons. Personally, I do not pressure students to give me an answer right away, and I do not offer any incentives for signing up on the spot. Some students will sign up right away, but others will take time to think about it, which is okay. Finally, thank them for taking the time to come and meet with you. Let's talk about following up. How long should you wait to follow up? For myself, I would send a follow-up as an email in the evening of the same day if I would like to take that student on in my studio. I will let them know that I enjoyed meeting them and give genuine encouraging words and praise to the student. I encourage them to ask me any questions and that I will look forward to hearing back from them. If, however, during our first meeting, I realize that the student and I are not a good fit, I will either let the parent know and offer them alternatives either during the consultation or send them an email the very same day. If I thought that we weren't a good fit, sometimes I simply just don't follow up. The feeling may have been mutual and you won't hear from them again. In summary, the goal of a first meeting, no matter how you choose to structure it, is to create a connection with the child, show the parent you can convey information to their child in a fun and interesting way, and to make your expectations clear to the parent. Thank you so much for tuning in today. What is something you always do to make your student feel comfortable in a lesson for your very first meeting? Let us know in the comments below. If you found these tips helpful, please like, comment, share, and subscribe. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at teachmusically.com. Until next time, happy teaching!